I V M. The language used on the podcast may not be fit for consumption. We warn you, tread carefully. But listen, yar, don't be so conservative. You're listening to Cyrus Says. Okay, on Cyrus Says, we meet Roshan Netalkar. He is the richest man in India, uh, pride of Bangalore, but dresses really shabbily and has long hair. Why follow your auntie's advice when you can follow Cyrus Says on Facebook and Twitter to stay updated about the latest shows? Well, according to pundits across the country, elections for Maharashtra state are going to be a bit of a washout, and they expect the BJP Shiv Sena combined to just roll over the opposition. Which brings me to the point here on Cyrus Says: we don't have an opposition. No opposition, no democracy, no democracy, no fun. So we need an opposition. Here's my point: in today's day and age. Why can't we outsource opposition? If the opposition in the state is not good enough, let's go beyond the state, and I say beyond the country as well. Why can't I take maybe the neoliberals or the the Labour Party of England, you know, Jeremy Corbyn and gang, and get them in, and they fight against uh, BJP SS combined? I think that'll work a little better. Let's outsource. Let's go across nations, across the seas. Let's find other people. Let's form an alliance, and let's have a real democracy. This is my gift on Cyrus says to India. Okay, on Cyrus says we finally found a millionaire. It's been a long time. We've got a big shot. It's taken me years now because you know whoever comes to the building actually to for vendors for work and all. Uh, Roshan, mm. uh, I'll introduce you in a second, but I just want to tell you off the record here. Whoever comes for work uh, to repair things, we put them on immediately. So we've had a carpenter, we've had electrician, we've had a plumber. They don't do work properly, but they are very good at the podcast. So now the pressure's on you. Mm. Let me introduce you to the guests. Uh, well, to the people listening, our guest is Roshan. Uh, is it Nethalkar? Is that correct? Yes, Nethalkar. Super, not bad. And apparently you're from Karwa. Karwa. Karwa, which is somewhere between Maharashtra and... Uh, no, it's between Karnataka and Goa. Goa and Bangalore. Yes, Sorry, yes. yeah. But I have one friend from there. I was about to... Now, obviously, I've screwed myself up and said all the wrong things. So, <laughs> I look like an idiot. But by and large, I do. And the food is very very close to Goan food, isn't it? Almost. Yeah, so that's what... That's what, His mother used to make really good stuff, you know, all yeah, the curries and the, all the that. The fish is insane. All that. Yes. Prawn curry. I think balchao also they made. Do you yes. make a version of the balchao? Yes, yes, yes. Why don't people make a good balchao anymore? I can't get it anywhere. <laughs> I think it's the fish. From, Is it? It's fish from the coast. Even now, uh, but in the time, cities, we have Goans, we have people from Karwa, we have people who have that in their culture, but they don't seem to make it. I think there's the taste of the land also, really matters. God, that's really? like, again, this is like geographical racism. <laughs> You're saying the land sucks. We're in this stupid Mumbai where we, all the foods are taste as bad as possible. Maybe, in a sense. But I feel really sad because growing up, Balchan was something was... Like in the Parsi community, we had this thing called Kirgosh, which was like a whitish yogurt, gravy mm-hmm. and mutton. That also seems to have disappeared more or less. Very rare to find. And Balchan amongst the Goans and uh, people from, I suppose, uh, uh, Mangalorians as well, Correct. from the, across, uh, that also just... Where's it gone? I, 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 you talk about the tiger and the whale and you know being extinct, but there are food dishes which can go extinct and no one is doing anything about it. Where's the government? I ask you. Where's the government now? <laughs> so I, I think it's all uh, consumed by the guys on the coastline itself. So what happens is usually all the good stuff 
hmm. gets consumed right there and all the bad stuff gets sent to the cities is that it or is it a, is it sort of sell out because you sort of come to the city and then you you know you become uh, harmonious with the rest of the city and eat the same mughlai food or yeah. paneer tikka <laughs> or the dosas you know it's the same 10 15 things that we eat and we just ignore and so we lose things yeah exactly if you see uh, the way bangalore has uh, actually grown in the past couple of years yeah from a music perspective i don't think we had bollywood ever last 15 yeah. years back and it's now today corrupted. It's, it's, it's gone <laughs> it's corrupted see the no, word no, see the no, word not not really oh sure no need to feel fear <laughs> they can't hurt us here so <laughs> at, at least 20 30% of our population is uh, yeah so i'm seeing this so called india uh, coming together and having one sort of basic culture is also going against us because yes. we're losing all the fringe yes. the fringe i i feel very scared about the fringe is us yeah, you know the fringe exactly. what are we exactly it's so easy to just have 10 things in common i mean that you know what's true, that sort of building yeah so uh, hence uh, the reason i'm here was for the festival correct right and, uh, don't worry i'm coming to all yeah, that yeah, yeah. my absurd and bizarre <laughs> conversation will lead somewhere we don't have yeah. to worry we will promote everything i yeah. swear to you yeah so let's since you brought it up and since mm. you're already upset with me i will no. you, offer you a biscuit <laughs> no i'm and good jim jam biscuit jim it's jam. got jam in the middle okay. uh, which is a bit like music because yeah. you know you wait for that uh, those lyrics uh, in the middle or the melody yeah. in the middle yes. which really yes. makes the song let's talk a little bit about the fact that you're the founder of swordfish yes which is also a, a very rare sighting these days correct swordfish now that we discuss food have mm. you ever eaten swordfish mm. I tasted it once in Kerala. One second, Peter is calling. I'm sorry, I, I won't ask this question ever again. Uh, yeah, but the very rare sighting, swordfish. But we'll come to why you named uh, it swordfish. But your formative years were spent in the small coastal town of Karwar. This is all the information I yes. have. And you divided the time between playing in the wilderness and spending time with the craftsmen. Uh, it sounds a little creepy. Yeah, you're alone in the wild, playing with yourself. <laughs> that's what that's what we're getting. No, no, not not really. Yeah, uh, my family was into jewelry. Oh yeah, yeah. So we are all craftsmen. We make gold wow. jewelry. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so you're I, like a failure now. Yeah, exactly. It's huge, huge family <laughs> business. All rocking with gold jewelry. What the hell are you doing with your swordfish? Okay, you tell us. Come on. So how how coming back from this uh, jewelry background? I'm sure there was pressure on you to be in the business and all. Yes. So yes. take us back and tell us what happened. Let's hear your story. So of course I I didn't want to be with my father because they were got me married to a konkani girl. I've seen some pretty konkani girls. <laughs> <laughs> so there's Change just, your mind now. Uh, that's just one of one of uh, the reasons. Of course, uh, I think we moved to city. Uh, so just to clear, Karwa, you speak Konkani or you yeah, speak Konkani? Uh, Konkani. Yes. They don't speak Mangalorean or well, Tulu or anything no, else. No, no, no. Okay. It's Konkani. It's almost like Goa the culture. Yeah. It's just divided by a border. Oh. Just five kilometers away. Wow. So yeah. So can you sing Undir Mama Ailo? Azania Rele. Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Only only Goan I know can't hold a note. But <laughs> what the hell? It's all right. We'll we'll push through. Okay. So family business was gold. Uh, why did you decide to go against it? Other than of course getting married off and those kind of things. No, that was just a joke. Yeah. Uh, of course, I think uh, it was freedom. Correct. Uh, once you are in oh, a you family, you didn't business. get into it. You were never into. No, I was. I was. I tried my hands with it. I uh, actually designed uh, jewelry myself. I as, a, as a young kid. As a young kid, I was twenties. So I designed a whole range of jewelry, and I, I actually sold out in like a week's time. And I, that kind of gave me a lot of confidence about design, and uh, I wanted to take it forward from there. Hmm. Uh, but definitely not with all the pressure at home. Hence, I moved out and I started Swordfish. So uh, of course uh, it was a design agency which we initially started doing visual merchandising 
and then I realized that uh, every time you design something, it would take you months to produce it. Like I would hate to be an architect, for example. Hmm. You know, you sit and design a home for six months, and Great. then you take three years to produce it. So I wanted something immediate, like uh, output which can release you immediately. And I thought events were the scene because... But, but just rewind a little bit. So you were with the business, with the yes. family business. Yes. You actually tried your hand at it. And yes. obviously you were chip of the old block and family yeah. was happy. Yeah, perfect. And the, you said it's sold in, in seconds. Correct. Hmm. So why would you not do it then? You were successful. I was, I was rebellious as well. I, and I wanted to... Well, is uh, there some personal story you're not telling us? Is no, not the really. I, I just wanted to go explore. I wanted were you to, chasing a girl in Bangalore? Nah. <laughs> Just chasing dreams. Okay. So so you went to study then? Yeah, I went to Bangalore for studies. Okay, which college were you in? I was in Baldwin's. Okay. And at this point, uh, you hadn't decided to do your own thing yet? No. Okay. Yeah. So when did you decide that you're going to start your own events? Uh, well, it wasn't events first. It was, as you said, it was just a yeah, design so, company. Yeah, so see, coming from a small town, uh, you move into a city. Suddenly, you, you're kind of amazed and you sparkled with all these things you see. Hmm. Uh, college life, then you start going to pubs and then you start listening to But the to pubs music. close at 10.30. No, I'm talking about the, the 90s, they, late they were, 90s. But late 90s only, they used to close. No. What are you saying, Baba? Come on, we used to come back home at 5 in the morning. Maybe you had some special license. Yeah. Every time MTV <laughs> went there, at 10.30, we would buy four so, drinks so, and sit because so, 10.30, they shut it. So it's been... Black Cadillac, am I right? Yes. There you go, brother. <laughs> I've given you proof. I've given you proof. Look at how I suffered. There's no Balchao in my life. They take it away, Kid Ghosh. And they used to shut the bars at 10.30 in Bangalore. And no one's talking about the pain and suffering of upper middle class people in India. Yes. Someone has to write a book on this. Yeah. Correct. Huh. So you suddenly thrown into the city. Yeah. And you've got all these uh, temptations. Yeah. Daru, chicks, uh, people, yes. trying to look chic and all yes. that. Yes. I suppose that competitive nature of city is uh, quite a of beast course, also. Of course. On its own. And, and of course, then you started wanting to make a quick buck, correct? So you started doing these odd jobs. That Dad mom pressured you? No. Nobody said, come back, beta, this is all... Of course, that that was in and out. I used you didn't to take, feel emotional? No, no, no. I used to take that as an opportunity to get out in the night. Okay. Work. Okay. <laughs> huh. So, yeah. So I, Are there brothers and sisters? Yes. Huh. So, you had backup also? Yes, of course. Thank God. So. All right, sorry. So, we're back. You're in uh, Bangalore and you start now deciding to do your own thing. Yes, yes. Okay. So, it just didn't happen that I wanted to do this. I, hmm. It took some time. I tried my hands in a couple of things. Like? Uh, I, I got into, uh, again, another line of jewelry design. Then I got So you're going to compete with your own family? No, not really. Uh, they were, took, you got into another line? Yeah, other line as in like I started experimenting with silver as a metal. From gold. That's like playing for Pakistan after playing for India. <laughs> under 19. That's, how can you leave gold and go to silver? That's mean. And silver is a far more stable product from what I gather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So then... Uh, uh, it pays more actually. No, it's it's basically the design which pays. Is it? So, yeah, because what so happens... you pay for your art more than the metal. Correct. So, with silver, that what happens. However, with gold, people perceive it as, as a value. Hmm. So, it's like an investment. So, nobody gives a damn about how great the design is. When a person buys gold, he buys it saying that kalt kush milega jada. Correct. Something to that effect. It's like marrying Virat Kohli or something. Yes. <laughs> you don't do it just for his looks. You say, okay, I've got extra money and influence now, at least in Delhi Gymkhana. <laughs> uh, so, very interesting. So, you let go of the family business, but in your mind, had you decided to do that or you were just, as you said, being rebellious and trying different things? I was just trying different things. So, what did you think you would do at that point? Uh, clueless. Completely clueless. Were you into music? Yes, of course. Okay. So, uh, everybody in Bangalore is into music. Yeah, yeah. The rock yeah. sort of anthem correct, is uh, correct, Bangalore. Correct. So, uh, I started headbanging. First, and after that, hip hop came in. This is 90s. Huh? Yeah. Let me just remind people because uh, I have a couple of millennials in the podcast studio with us, and they're like, What is bed banging? <laughs> banging is huge, huge for our generation. Yeah, yeah. So, used to go to these pubs, lock yourself up, 
and lose your mind for hours and you come back with solar knives these guys are now mantris in karnataka <laughs> because they are the 90s product who are now running the state and running away from the parliament as fast as possible depending on who in power uh, yeah so you do head banging but what was your plan there was no, no plan so uh, as i said i took odd jobs out in the in the event industry uh, did these production jobs and, mm-hmm. and and realized it was so much fun and i got to meet a lot of people so roshan you're saying it's so much fun but since i've also worked a little bit in the events line yeah. i have to tell you that the easiest job is the anchor correct everybody else really works hard <laughs> okay you i mean you have long hours putting things up fighting with clients fighting with the people the vendors all that and then you take everything down also after an event True. you got to take care of all the vendors post that so it's like without sleeping uh, an average event would be like 48 hours to 72 hours without sleeping yeah minimum most of the time yeah, so why yeah. would anyone want to do that i've never understood so I, I guess uh, the clan itself, the whole event industry clan. If you see them, they're quite crazy. They're very passionate about things. Mm-hmm. Correct. So I think uh, what keeps them up uh, is is the the need to do something new all the time. Mm-hmm. And and that's what event does. As I said earlier, correct. You design today, you produce tomorrow, you destroy the day after. I don't think any any wow. industry does that. Also also works for politics, sir. Huh? Yeah. Your slogan. <laughs> And of course, we will destroy the after. Don't worry. Yeah, vote for us now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so it was quick. So your excitement are quick, and and the short lived, and so you jump on another boat after that. So it keeps going on and okay, on. Okay, you're being very modest, but uh, suddenly you hit a lot of success. So let's. I want to understand the journey. When did you realize that you're going to be an entrepreneur? Wow. Oh, that that was a decade moment. Now you yeah. just because some uncle put money in. <laughs> no, 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 a, no. There's no. a bad story no, here. No, 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 no. Not really. I oh. I think that's the, it's been really great. So uh, actually, nobody put money. But let's understand. You are a head banger. You're just having a good time. Yeah. You know, you're not very ambitious at that point, and you know, you, you don't you don't have a clear path. Am I right to say this? Yes, of course. You don't have a clear path. No clear okay, path. then what happens? Then I think uh, the need for being there done that correct. Huh. So you also get exposed to these great shows, great productions, and and you you feel a want to be part of those. Things. So you're working on it. Yes, yes. But you're just a guy who's working on it. You don't have any power at the moment. Nothing, nothing. Yeah. So the the need to understand, I guess, uh, that's what uh, kept me going on. And and then we started getting to work with great brands. Like uh, today, uh, we work with most of the luxury brands in the country. The whole Alcobev industry is with us. So uh, I like the way they tie Alcobev. So it gives Alco a little bit of you know uh, proper credibility. Yeah. We put Bev in it also. It's not that bad. Sirf daru nahi hai. It's also you know tea. Yeah. A cup of coffee, yeah, yeah, <laughs> something yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. So, no, so, so I, what I want to understand is when people listen to these shows, I'm hoping mm-hmm. there's a lot of parents and all. You know, they don't seem to understand. They think the kids are good for nothing or you yeah. know, drifting along. But that's everybody's life at some point. Correct. So, so you had this drifting along period, or you know, where you're chasing your tail. Yes. In a sense, you're not sure what you're doing. Yeah. Is there a moment where you have a cathartic moment where you know everything happens? Not really. I think uh, one after the other, you start delivering for your own self, not for the client. Correct. And then you realize you you get that confidence, and slowly the next thing you realize you're sitting across a table with some IMs and 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 taking. But that's Bangalore. That's any table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, come on, Bangalore. I mean, really. Yeah. So you're sitting across table with people and uh, guiding them what to do, and and I think that's when you know you're sorted. But keep in mind, you're saying all this while you're still working for somebody. No, I never worked for anybody. So you, you all, I immediately after the jewelry. When does when does Swordfish start? Uh, almost ten, twelve years back. All right. So uh, no, I just want to know. So did you work for anybody in the no, event industry? No. You, you immediately started on your own. Yes. With a small event. Yes. All right. And Swordfish was the name you chose. Why? As I said, I was quite fascinated with the marine life because I've spent my house was fifty meters from the, the beach. Sea. 
Correct. So, uh, she never lost her roots in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So most of the time, uh, used to go pull those ropes with the fishermen, trying to figure out. They're not ropes. The when the fisherman asks you to pull something in the dark, it's not a rope. Roshan, <laughs> what the hell have you been doing? Do you have any idea? There's one happy fisherman who's saying, "Roshan, come back here. Beta, come home. Come home. My rope. My rope." <laughs> man, bro, they really screwed you, man. For years, what are you doing? Man, I thought that was a fish. <laughs> Swordfish, not it's alien to Indian shores. They're fooling us. All right, cool. So we'll we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk about how you got the name and how you launched yourself. The sure. thing, the spin I want, honestly, if we can get out of you, is how an entrepreneur becomes an entrepreneur. How a person who's not got any real connectivity, Correct. who's not got any, you know, no chacha puts money on the table and says, "Bro, go start yeah, your business." Yeah, yeah. So we want to know that how the journey began. Sure, sure. Because the three parents who are listening—that's my two parents—who mm-hmm. still have hope for me—should uh, understand that it's okay to be a, you know, to try yeah. different things and to sort of struggle and fail also. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay, 100%. we'll come back in a sec. Sure. Back here with uh, Roshan, who's telling us the story of super success. Today he pays. He is GST compliant, ladies and gentlemen. He pays every rupee of tax to the government. And in India, we have many governments. You have to yeah. play Karnataka, <laughs> then you have to pay whoever else you're dealing with. Then plus central government, you have to pay 18% minimum. Mm-hmm. Then there's uh, something for the girl child and something for the people with less arms and legs and yes. some, some people who, who have no hair. I mean, there's no end. Okay, I think we're being insensitive. <laughs> people are calling in. Roshan, tell us that moment. I love those moments. Those moments are what make this show. When did you become an entrepreneur? Forget that you made money or not. When did you say, mm-hmm. okay, this is it. This is what I'm doing. So it's very difficult to pinpoint, correct? Uh, so there were personal milestones you keep getting as you go along the way, and the milestones get bigger by size. That means bigger by money as well. Mm-hmm. And and uh, somewhere down the line, I think is uh, there one client who made a difference? Is there one one meeting? So surprisingly, uh, you know, uh, there's nothing called your client, you know, in the industry. So we keep hopping. So it's but about some some people because of a relationship or alliance with one particular client or one vendor, mm-hmm. you know, sort of things go in the right direction for them. Yeah. So uh, those days it was like our prime minister when he met the home minister Correct. and he put things yeah. together and <laughs> doing so well now. Yeah. So uh, well, don't laugh. Huh? Yeah. Be careful. I know. <laughs> I know. So there was this company called I Value. So we started doing work for them across uh, Asia. Mm-hmm. So a lot of travel. They've explored all the other cities. That's when we started offices in Sri Lanka and stuff like that for these wow. guys. Yes, yes. So uh, there was one client who believed in us, and and he put all the uh, eggs in our basket, and then we delivered for them back Who's to back. Who's R? But you do have partners? No. You just like to say that because you're a modest guy. No, you brought up not to say me, me, me. No, I think we, I have a fantabulous team. We're mm. almost sixty people right now, and and they're given a lot. To what we actually believe in, so I think we have to give it to them for sure. Okay, let's come back to swordfish. Why the name? I know you're you're a, you're a coastal boy. Mm-hmm. Your Karwar is always part of your heart, and you want Correct. to remember your roots in a, in a sense and where you come from. But why swordfish? Why not shark? Uh, <laughs> so uh, have you ever met a mermaid? Uh, <laughs> you're a coastal boy. Are they mermaids or not? I probably eat her. Oh God! <laughs> Again, is that fisherman? <laughs> rope, rope, rope! No, it's a mermaid. Look properly. <laughs> so. Uh, uh, if if you understand the quality of swordfish, correct? Hmm. It's one of the fastest fish. Who oh, is it? It is. It is. Uh, it it will not attack you, right? Unless you it's mess hungry. with it. <laughs> <laughs> unless you mess with it. Yeah. So I. Well, think what is mess with it? You're in the what like, are the laws of the marine world? I mean, like I've never seen a, a swordfish attacking a human. But you've seen swordfish. Of course. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So unfortunately, of course, uh, not in the Indian Ocean, but everywhere else, uh, they use for. Uh, you mean swordfish sports. don't like Indians? 
They refuse to come here. They're like, no, not Indians. They're very bad people. We'll go straight. Take a left. Sri Lanka, much better. They'll find whales. But they have been killed. Yes, they use for sports. For because of the sword? No, no, just for sport because it's the most difficult to catch. Fight each other. No, no, sport. Sport as in hunting, fishing, hunting. What a moron! Hunting is land, fishing is sea. It's a basic concept. Yeah, correct. So, and we have done it. Indian Indian sailors, Indian mm, fishermen have Not killed. really. I think you find uh, a little bit in the the south side, that's Kerala, you find some sailfish which looks like a swordfish, okay. which is not a swordfish. Okay. Garibo ka swordfish. Garibo ka swordfish. In fact, some, somebody from Peter has called immediately to point out. You heard that sound yeah. in the background. Yeah. So, you took the name swordfish because of the speed and you see yourself as someone who does things yeah. in the blitz. And I, and I think it's uh, uh, like the design of the fish itself, if you see. There's a sword, there's, there's, a, there's a nice big fin... So I think design-wise, it made really good sense. So design is very important to you. And yes. you had to have that emblem, which is actually also symbolizing who you are and what you're about, in a sense, is it? Yeah, to an extent. I think uh, design is... is but it's a strange uh, metaphor. Normally, when people say, what animal... I mean, people, when you drink alcohol, which I've stopped doing, very often you play these games with, what animal are you? What yeah. animal do you think you are? Would you like to be... Mm. You know, animals like wolf or tiger and yeah. even peacock sometimes, but very rare to hear swordfish, <laughs> I must say. Huh. I mean, I can see the phallic uh, interpretation, which is unnecessary, but uh, it's interesting that you think of it because of speed and efficiency. Is that yes, right? Am yes, I right to say yes, that? Yes. All right. So let's get back to the career. You start mm-hmm. Swordfish, you start events, it starts galloping along. Yes. And uh, take us through some of the experiences, who, the big clients, the things you've done. So uh, currently, of course, uh, we're working with Diageo very closely. Right. So almost all your liquor launches, which you see, yeah. the black liquor bever. Liquor Liquor bev to keep everybody happy This is only liquor Yeah just liquor (laughs) You got rid of the bev Can't take it anymore So uh, of course uh, There's diverse clients Correct So one side We uh, we have a very corporate approach Hmm. Where we work with people Like Hitachi Hitachi is still around Of course It was my first stereo I didn't know what happened to them after yeah, that. Yeah. I don't know, 1992 or something. So, so Hitachi is diverse. Yeah. From from uh, home compliances to network security to data to almost everything. And now they make swordfish as well. Yeah. <laughs> so, so of course, there were a lot of clients which came along the way. So there's a corporate side to us. And there's there's a whole... There's sorry, a? There's a whole lot of uh, Alcobev. Right. Yeah. You mentioned Diageo, and I'm trying to remember back in the 90s, and now that they've established themselves here, they're very strong with events and things like that, aren't they? Yes, of course. It's a very important thing for them to be out there, and one of those brands you hear about a lot. Yeah, so Black Label, hmm. uh, Black Dog. Yeah. I so, don't know why, why people shy away from the, the word black, it's just yeah. because it's very expensive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, where are we right now, uh, Roshan? What's happening right now? You're passionate about design uh, and simple things as well. Mm-hmm. But you also, are you in the music business? Yes. So, can you take us through that a little bit? So, uh, I actually produced a festival called Ladakh Confluence in the Which 2008. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, of course, I think we were much way ahead of our times because uh, the country had just seen small spurts of festival in the city. Right, and and uh, doing a festival in Ladakh was uh, one of the biggest challenges I've ever faced, because technically it would have been the uh, highest festival in the world. You know what happens when you land in Ladakh? But highest in the Indian way, no, not highest, highest in the Western in... way where the people just smoke. No, I'm talking. Oh. About... <laughs> I'm, I'm talking literally about highest, yeah. literally highest. Yeah, because I've been. It, it, sometimes the breathing and all as you run up, yeah. up uphill and it's not easy. No, not breathing. You land in a, on a flight. We yeah. had to acclimatize a uh, artist for two days. For singing and stuff, yeah, it'll be tough, right? No, you can't walk. Your oxygen levels try drop down. So, of course. Uh, so the older the musician, the safer. Because you put him in a chair, <laughs> give him a mic, and say, "Okay, beta, now you sing as much as you can." 
something like that. So I was part of the production then, and and of course it was a different. This is 2008. Yeah, 2008. Who performed? Uh, we had Talvin Singh. We had Boklong Boys. The beatboxers. Yeah, 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 yeah. The whole. Ravi Singh also appeared on many shows with us. Where is he now? Yeah, I think he just landed in Delhi yesterday. Oh, I didn't mean like that. <laughs> <laughs> I meant in life. <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, yeah. Right. So he's in UK trying to figure. So 2008, you had these uh, names yeah. headlining it, and now. Today, uh, of course, when we came back, and uh, of course, financially it was not viable. Correct. Uh, but you you get sponsors, right? Uh, no. Tell uh, us how it works. The inside. So how does it work? So I will tell you the current scenario. Correct. Currently, uh, we are the fourth edition of this festival called Echoes of Earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So born in Bangalore, completely. Uh, so this is more rock. No, festival? no, 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 no. So uh, the the funny part about this festival is, it's it's uh, has a vast demographic of people. Correct. Mm. So uh, you have a six month old baby. With a with a mother and a fifty year old grandmother with a dog on a leash attending this festival. Well, why does the dog have to be on a leash? So I'm just telling. Leave you. him free. Yeah, yeah. So, oh. so uh, I'm. I mean, uh, put the grandmother on the leash. <laughs> what the hell's wrong with people? It always upsets me to see that. Yeah. So what so, you're saying is that the entire family generations come yes, and enjoy. Yes. So what are we looking at? All types of music. Yes, we have four stages. Uh, starts from uh, jazz, funk, pop. I think only Bangalore can pull this off. You know, to yeah. have that sort of diversity. Yeah. So you'll be surprised. It's it happens in 300 acres of a forest. Wow. Yeah, just 45 minutes away from city, and and uh, spread across uh, the stages. You have to actually go look out for those stages. Mm-hmm. Like of course, uh, Bangalore loves the dance music. So we have one techno stage which is deep inside the woods. Right. And and so and so forth. What happens to the poor animals? Mm-hmm. I'm just thinking when techno uh, breaks out or lions mating with the lioness, like what the hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Just think about all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay, no. Sorry, I interrupted. So that's one stage then. Yeah. So uh, the other stage, of course, is live electronica. You know, Bangla always loves there. Mr. Chinnapa will be there, I'm sure. Uh, no, live. It is. It is percussion. He doesn't. Do, Achha, they're performing live. Performing live with a okay. uh, lot of. Uh, Gadgets, of course. Okay. And then there is uh, the fusion stage. That's where your uh, sitars of the world come oh. live. Yes, yes. So hence we we managed to get a very diverse audience. So that's a world music thing. Where, where yeah, there's have... one world music. Okay. One electronic. What about rock? Rock, of course. There are a couple of performances in the middle of. Just course. a couple. This is Bangalore. What yeah, about rock? I know, I know, I know. So you'll never hear like Jethro Tull again and all. No, not gone not. forever. Yes. You save the swordfish. You kill rock. <laughs> I'm in pain here. <laughs> Roshan, what have you done? All right, so so you curate these festivals. Yes, and uh, this is my personal question: Is there a way to make money, or how does it? So uh, it's been a very difficult one, of course, because the ROI is on these festivals, especially uh, considering the amount of festivals which are popping out. They usually last for a year or two, hmm. and after that, it gets very difficult. For us, this is the fourth edition, and I think we just uh, managed to figure this out. What about sponsorship? I thought it works on the. You get a. So it's like this: you either do a festival in a confined space, hmm. uh, which is uh, your grounds, correct? So your infrastructure cost is less, very minimal. Hmm. And and uh, when you're talking about 200 acres of infrastructure, that's a la- huge. So production. why do you have to do it then? Why do you need so much space? The whole idea is the vibe. If you if you really come to. But 200 Echo, acres is ridiculous. If I want to go to all four stages, I'll take days. No, they're not that far. Huh. But uh, the, the festival is actually uh, spread across every. Is this is this uh, in the west? Is this also common? Uh, I'm trying to think Woodstock and all that. But do they have really big? You, you know, it's funny. Uh, a lot of people have compared us to Woodstock. Right. So people actually come at two in the afternoon. They hang around. Right. There's a lot of beer flowing. There are chill zones and there are a lot of installations. That's what it sounds like a very successful product. So why, yes. why doesn't why don't you make money on it? So I think it's time now. 
it's about time yes yes but if if i if i could just put in my two bits maybe you've got too many performers who are not versatile enough because you have one set for this one set for that i know this one guy myself i can probably strum together everything you know i can do the jazz for you electronica <laughs> i can just do some rock and roll i can do some gospel i can do some hymns so, i can do some old kishore kumar songs <laughs> with a bad parsi accent you know dil dikade ko dil dikade ko dil dikade ko you know that kind of thing so so what echoes the millennials have gone mad <laughs> they're taking out guns yeah so what what the festival is able to do it's it's able to actually uh, get the right audience in in a large format mm-hmm. so last year we had around 12000 people wow yeah and uh, of course uh, so surprisingly where do they stay 40 to 45% were women i think that's the largest gathering of only in bangalore yes <laughs> let me tell you yes and and a very safe place yeah but why is the government help then because you're getting 12000 no. people traffic so that's that's like uh, big course, for the state uh, uh, every year we've been we have karnataka tourism as part of this initiative mm-hmm. because one of the stages we dedicate but they also to look after your own mantris no who are yes. always going to that eagleton resorts and all that <laughs> so they got that problem for karnataka tourism 50% is their own parliament uh, parliamentarians who have to be taken care of yes yeah. yes it's a, it's a mess yeah, it's still it's a mess what happened to bangalore politics is one of the cleanest states and the most advanced progressive states growing up maharashtra and karnataka have really fallen Yeah. from from the heydays of 80s and 90s when they looked upon as you know uh, well the two cities bangalore and mumbai looked upon as the you know pinnacle of culture Correct. of cosmopolitanism of you know art of progress yeah. of business commerce yeah. Yeah. it uh, but what's happened uh, ground reality is i think bangalore is run by the people of the city Uh, which yeah. is good or bad uh, which because the government has no involvement at all oh, hence the it remains good yeah so if if the what can rahul dravid be the cheapness i love rahul i, dravid. I wish it was i mean he's a great guy yeah a straight forward fellow plays yeah. with a straight bat yeah 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 we should just yeah, we should know <laughs> he's the wall you need the wall we need the wall <laughs> forget china we have a better wall you're right you're absolutely right I would definitely make him. Maybe, and since uh, uh, Vishwanath is my favorite growing up, I would make him deputy CM. Yeah. But with no work, I want him to relax and have yeah. a good time. Yeah. Just cut a ribbon here and there <laughs> at one of your events. All right, we're running out of time. So, Roshan, anything else you want to tell us about what's coming up next? So, you've got this. You do these events. You also, in a way, is almost like you're giving back by with your music events and curating yeah. all these. So, festivals. something about Echoes which we completely missed out. Please, uh, it's India's greenest music festival. Okay. So, uh, what I'm trying to tell you is. Uh, 80% of the festival is produced with junk. Hmm. So all your set designs, your stage designs, uh, as we speak today, uh, my my team is counting out as junk. As in recycled? Yes. Oh. So I just thought the artists are crap. No, for no. a second. It's <laughs> <laughs> with junk. Yeah, saying. yeah. So it's 100% recycled production. Mm-hmm. Uh it's it's called the greenest festival because uh, everything is sustainably produced. Uh, we put saplings for uh, all the carbon emission we emit because we're flying an artist from somewhere else. Mm. Uh, or oh, to make up for that. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, that's yes, a big yeah. one. Because you yeah. use the plane and then you say, you correct, know, I understand correct, what you're saying. Correct. Why can't so, the artist walk, man? Really? Are you overrated sometimes? So also, uh, every year we we choose a theme. Correct. So last year we uh, marine conservation was a theme. Okay. So all our stages were designed uh, underwater. At, underwater. So this year it's about uh, the endangered animals. So uh, it's called the sanctuary. Right. So have you included the Parsi in the endangered animals? Yeah. Huh? There's a corner. There is one. Yes, huh. yes. We have Parsi food for sure. And Parsi music also. Yeah. <laughs> to my queen, I play the mandolin by the shores of Nepal's bay. Valentina. Sorry, don't don't curate my festivals. Whatever you do. Uh, sorry, Rashu Roshan, but we have uh, reached three and a half hour peak. Yeah. At which point the festival will almost run its course. Yeah. But we have the AMA is coming, so uh, we'll be back in a second. Sure.
have any questions for Cyrus, write to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Or you can send an email to says at gmail.com. Back here with the AMAs. Roshan is kind enough to stay. And Abhinit joins us. Abbas is still on leave. Last seen in Goa, loitering in short pants. Fat Indian man in short pants in Goa. Typical story. <laughs> okay, so uh, this question is from Nihar. Mm-hmm. He asks, I have seen many Indian stand-up comic acts on mm-hmm. YouTube and I have noticed that many a times the written material is mediocre but the stand-up comic makes it up with his or his ah, or... The singer, not the song yeah. it's called. Powerful art yeah. of hmm. projection. Hmm. According to you, which is that comic or one of his or her act whose writing you were not impressed with, but yeah, so he or see, she, I'm a racist. Yeah. I don't watch Indian comics. I just don't like the color. Uh, so, but I have watched some comics who I, I like Conan O'Brien, who basically without any jokes, free wheels for about ten minutes, which I find great fun. You just, you just, it's like an organic thing, you know. It just yeah. happens on the spot, and people yeah. have fun and all. Impromptu. That. Actually, uh, the rehearsal lines sometimes they sound like rehearsal lines, and then you know, it's almost like you're with your wife again. You know, you plan what to say. <laughs> no, not your wife. I'm with my wife, and you're with your wife. So that's not you know. Don't look at me like that. God, I, I don't touchy. have a wife. You don't have a wife. Hey, that's cool, bro. It's all good. It's all good. As long as you're green. Yeah. yeah. You're conserving and saving yeah. and empowering the world. Yeah, yeah. Roshan, do you have any comment to make about this? Is there, when you watch uh, comedians or even artists, do you find that when they perform more spontaneously, it's... Uh, so, I think uh, if you understand comedy at this point, uh, the improvisers mm-hmm. uh, is, is hot right now. Improv, yeah. So, and and uh, currently, uh, it's it's not scripted at all. Correct. You just pick up a topic, and, and the crowd keep... also likes that because they can yes. see it growing. Yes, yes. And even when their mistakes, you know, they're sort of in the moment with you, so it's fun. Correct, correct. And I think uh, of late, people have become more spontaneous, yeah. and, and uh, the content is just getting better. Super. I think no more scripted. Uh, comedy. I think all we need now is naked comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Once we hit naked comedy, we've hit the zenith of the art form. We've yes. changed the tablas again, <laughs> which used to be funny once when I was young. It's still funny. It is. <laughs> Against classical music. No, I'm you not. Don't like uh, percussion. I'm also not a big fan of percussion I think percussion just is like war you hear the drums it's, it's always scary animals don't like it old people don't like it I, percussion is not my favorite yeah. do you like percussion the, only the strings uh, strings are great eh? what about the mouth organ oh. uh, <laughs> back that's it that's all the questions we have ok we've run out of time we've okay. only one question if you have a question please write in to us I can't keep recycling questions mm. we recycle the rest to save the world but not the questions sure. Roshan thank you so much it's called Swordfish he'll be around with festivals uh, when is the next one uh, 7th and 8th of December 7th and 8th of December it's called Echoes of Earth Echoes of Earth which also sounds like a sari line yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know Echoes of Earth <laughs> thanks Cyrus alright cheers man Follow me at Instagram and Twitter on Bored Brocha. I'm so bored, I need your help. I need your love. I need your touch. Okay, just just, just follow me. Okay, catch us on any of the podcasting apps, please. We beg you, we need you. Send us your questions on Twitter, on Cyrus Says In. Or you can email us, even if you're not female, on whatcyrussays at gmail.com. And that's what Cyrus Says.